0: Seems to be the final week of hiatuses, hiati, as Star Trek Discovery comes back with new episodes next week, but that doesn't mean we can't have ourselves a party. We're talking season two, episode five, Saints of Imperfections. After the break. This
1: episode of Commander's Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist Sephra makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on
0: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Captain bird, on the bridge. Bird. Captain on the bridge.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> time Captain for John. commander's log. Oh, it's time for commander's log. We gotta oh. get the commander's log out. And all ladies love commander's log. They
0: do, they do. <laughs> What's going on, Captain? You out there acting, performing, making it happen.
1: Uh yeah, man. I'm in this play for another couple of weeks. So uh-huh. uh I'm lucky uh we don't go up uh tonight, we go up tomorrow night. Um start another weekend it's a lot of fun man i'm i'm happy to be back on the stage acting again that's fun is
0: that is that the element is that your element
1: <laughs> that is that is the um you know i honestly didn't think i could act uh you oh, uh, i can well i mean you know how it is you like you you audition for things you audition for things and you don't get them that's like the normal thing is you are you do a lot more auditions than you get acting jobs and you can't uh,
0: always get what you
1: want but if you try sometimes you just <laughs> might find you get what you need and so uh yeah that's why i went i don't know if i want to go back to theater and i'm so glad i did because live audiences you you remember live audiences Flubo? yeah yeah them? it
0: was the, the year was 2000 and oh wow one two three <laughs> years ago now
1: <laughs> it was out 20 of out 20, out 20. Back in the day, back before the big pandemic.
0: People were in the house asking each other, what do you want to do tonight outside? It was crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so. Uh,
0: just, I, I want to know more about the show because I know when you are done to do the whole like, you know, People throw flowers and stuff. you get to have the post show, post-mortem. Do you guys do post-mortems in, in theater? But
1: or- uh, you know what's interesting is uh, some shows they do that. Some shows, they talk about it right after, do some notes. This one, I guess it depends on the director. This one, the directors like, I'll talk to you before tomorrow night's show. And that always helps too because it's always fresh in your head. He's also one of these guys too of like, look, we did all the work. I'm not gonna have you do all sorts of adjusting and and you know little tiny fine tuning. Now you you your actors, you know your roles, and and that's very cool. I also respect the uh, you know you could get a little better laugh if you did this or that. So it's funny because I I just end up going to the other actors like, could you give me some notes, please? I'm frozen. I gotta have some notes, man. Is this
0: anything? Yeah, I totally totally (laughs) get that part. That part doesn't go away. Uh, Well, thanks for joining us at Commander's Log on that YouTube, that Twitter, that Twitch, and Facebook. We're talking about Season 2, Episode 5, Saints of Imperfection, because the show, Star Trek Discovery, is on hiatus. Until next week, we back with brand new episodes. And I'll remind you at the end of the show, we have a special start time next week, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, to handle the new episodes of Star Trek Discovery. But now episode five this one here was command was captain's choice i was like captain i I am out of episodes to choose and he and the captain said here's this dope episode you're gonna love and damn i should have asked you to pick episodes way earlier walk me through this why'd you pick this one
1: well um actually there was a big process of elimination there were other episodes i was going to choose but a lot of those episodes had a specific episode that set them up Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I didn't want to have to like, you know, like keep referring to an episode that we didn't watch, uh, together for this show. So anyway, I actually ended up on a show that ends a story arc. There are so many episodes that set up this episode. Yeah. Uh, that was a little problematic. Uh, however, I think the pluses outweighed the minuses here because, so many great things happen in this episode
0: oh yeah well when we have things like that at end either it's going to be a three-hour show or it's going to be 30 minutes i have a feeling
1: <laughs> which one it might be <laughs> i mean this this one's i i just felt like stefan from saturday night live this
0: one's got it all <laughs> out to bill like, Hader,
1: man <laughs> <laughs> oh man hater Hader, yeah. awesome yeah. Uh, what uh what you get in this one is you get some primo tilly um at this point we thought culber was dead Mm, hang on we'll see what happens we'll see what Mm -hmm. happens um captain pike is still the new guy in a lot of ways but now he's a discovery guy he's a discovery captain in this one um there is, uh, you know, Stemmets didn't have a great relationship with Tilly. Now it looks like Tilly's dead, but maybe she's not.
0: <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and,
1: and so you get a lot of, um, you get a lot of heart. Because uh, Tilly really, at this point especially, is the heart of the show. She is the emotional center of the show. She's the, She's just as damaged as Michael in a lot of ways, but she is the opposite of Michael in that she doesn't wear this burden of uh the bad things that have happened to her on her shoulders so far. Right, I mean, yeah. Later See, really the Tilly... dump and a <laughs> half, like,
0: well, my mom's back, so like, whoa, yeah, I yeah. Later t-
1: later, Tilly uh definitely feels the weight, and and as well she should. So mm-hmm. um a lot of great things happen in this episode. Uh that's that's why I. oh, and I know your girl non. You well, love your non.
0: I do, man. Bring her back. Come on, man. That whole on thing was a great send off, but it can't be the last time we see a brother. Be uh, last time see a brother. No.
1: Do you okay. want to spoil a spoiler for you? Let's spoil spoilers. She's coming back. Fudge, yes. That's
0: what I'm talking about, <laughs> man. Because they listen to the fans at Discovery. This so we're talking Fan service football service. Fan service. <laughs>
1: Flomo service is fan service, folks. That is our new T-shirt. We hope you'll buy one.
0: Oh, that's terrible, but awful at the same time. But we'll get to the the idea of what's going on till just a minute, because Mm -hmm. what's also a bonus of this episode was Section 31, or the the typical parts of Section 31. Philippa Jones, she's back, but something's a bit off. Pike is somehow trying to suss out what's going on. Section Thirty-One. so good. It was so good. Let's get on some of that second. But first, the idea of Section 31 being in this universe at this time.
1: Yes. Well, I think, uh, you know, first off, I was trying to figure out why do I love Section 31 so much? And um, one of the reasons why is because the mid-90s were a great time for me. They were also a great time for the X-Files. hmm not too long after that, Section 31 is introduced on my favorite uh, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. Ooh. And so that 90s vibe, because Deep Space Nine is so 90s. God, uh, that 90s vibe is so in there. And, um, you know, what? what would happen if you've got the sunshiny Federation? The all-good, all-noble Federation? Well, of course, there's a shadow side to it. Right. And that is section 31. You don't get to have peace without some war, without some destruction, some assassinations, some spies. Yeah. That's section 31. So, you know, it tells a story uh, just in the fact that it exists, that there is this dark side to the Federation. I just love that.
0: Why, though? Why does a something as cool as the Federation need a dark black ops, covert ops arm?
1: Tell me. Uh, You know, honestly, you don't get to have peace without people making or threatening to make some war. I'm sorry. It's just one of those juxtapositions. Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I hope people can prove me wrong here. I cannot. But but there is always something in the shadows. There is always something evil lurking behind. So um, the very idea of Section 31 when it was introduced was that Dr. Bashir... Loved James Bond and loved these Cold War spies and would play them out in the hollow suites. And then he actually meets real life Federation spies. They recruit him. And that's how we get to know Section 31 in Deep Space Nine. I've done a deep dive uh on my own of Section 31 before uh you were doing this show, before I started doing Starbase 80, and um we'll go back to it at some point because it is fascinating stuff. I do love Section 31.
0: I love it. And I know the the, the show has been announced the reboot or the spin-off, excuse me, of Section 31. So there's another room for these stories. I'm not sure where it lands on timeline. I assume it's going to be before TOS like where Discovery is now, but I'm not sure where it's going to take place.
1: Quite yet. We Discovery fans know that this Terran Empire Giorgio, so Empress Giorgio Uh, Who we get to see in this episode, and oh my god, this is one of the best Giorgio episodes ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all good, but she does it all in this one. I love her so much. Uh, Michelle Yao, just top-notch, iconic Star Trek, villainous, um, uh, shadowy hero, whatever you want to call her. She's seductive, she's naughty, she's evil, she's confrontational. Oh my god, she's so good in this
0: badass eating an apple
1: or the peach. Um, eating, yeah, eating you know, I, I think it was an apple, but uh, there were definitely times where I was like, Is that a peach? <laughs> 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 Yeah,
0: man, you know, it's our crap, you know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's a deep reference if you're a fan of that show. Yes. Uh, so, so George shows up and, and Pike is like, yeah, you know, memories, you know, catching up, but something's amiss. What's
1: the deal? I love this confrontation so much because it's not a confrontation and it's so Christopher Pike to go, well, I just wanted to say you were the sharpest tool in the shed. You were one of the sharpest, most clever. Captains we ever had. And Giorgio, who is really is like one of the cleverest, goes like, Well, you're asking me questions without asking me questions, aren't you? You mm. want to know where I've been and what I'm doing and what's going on now. And I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Such a tease. Cat and mouse game. And she's wearing the cat suit. I mean, she could be catwoman. <laughs> Just put two ears on her. She's catwoman.
0: Wow, Philippa Giorgio and Gotham City would be a whole other show that I would love to see.
1: <laughs> I also love that she is so Section 31. She doesn't respect the chain of command. She wears this sexy suit, which, by the way, could be a direct descendant of Mrs. Peel's uh, sexy cat suit from oh, the other Avengers, the other Avengers, the Which English is, version of the global
0: fact, the only movie I ever walked out on. <laughs> was oh, that no movie. <laughs> yeah, with Uma Thurman and, and John Connery. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I used to go to movies sort of frequently. I would go, Well, it's a movie, but that one was like, Oh no, oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> I, remember,
1: I remember seeing it on cable and just like, Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, never ended up seeing the whole thing. Could, kids could it know. be a terrible movie? Yeah, it could. It was a terrible movie.
0: It's funny because, like, kids these days don't remember Stephen Peel. Like, almost like when I was a kid, there were, like, the Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters.
1: Ah! There were two different shows. Ah! <laughs> One had a monkey or a gorilla. I like, oh, I a gorilla. Oh, a gorilla. Whatever. Well, okay. That was because... There were uh, a filmation, mm-hmm. uh, the company that made he man. and um there was a Flash Gordon series I love. they did a lot of. of that. yeah, they did a lot of Archie. Uh, yeah. you remember, yeah, Lou Uh a lot of those shows. Um, they did a live action with Forrest Tucker and Larry Storch and a guy in a gorilla suit. And they were called the Ghostbusters, and they would solve crimes that were supposedly uh, being done by ghosts, but in the great scooby-doo fashion, it's usually Mr. Wilson. We theme.
0: are the ghosts.
1: Oh. <laughs> so they were the go go ghostbusters with the big high five. That was them. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, uh they make the real Ghostbusters and that's um you know, I can't remember what the what the company uh, what the film company was that made that. Um so was that a Paramount? Was that a Universal? I don't remember. Um anyway, the uh Bill Murray one. Ah, where Lorenzo Music plays uh, Doctor Venkman, Doctor Peter Venkman in the cartoon. But anyway, yes, that's why there were two cartoons. There were Columbia, two properties they were based on, <laughs> and Filmation would call theirs Filmation's Ghostbusters, and the one based on the movies was called the Real Ghostbusters.
0: So, yeah. so I, 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 yeah, like I said, it's like every generation is always something like that. It's always like the well, you see, well, he was he used to be called Captain Marvel, but I says them because okay sorry sore spot very very sore spot for me <laughs> <laughs> hey what's I'm up thanks for joining us on the show uh, this is commander's love What's was upside for discovery right. and uh eventually strange new worlds but i want to talk about real quick the last thing about george O. I was i thought was pretty awesome was that moment when she gets on the deck and you had everyone draw their weapon and michael burnham as well she takes <laughs> just a second to put her gun down i was like Ooh, burnham's Not- got issues
1: Everybody's got their gun up, then they see it's Giorgio, they lower their weapons, but not Burnham.
0: Yeah. And Pike is like, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) And
1: and no no one knows what Burnham knows about this Giorgio, which is she's not the, you know, she's not our universe's good Giorgio. She's the evil universe's Giorgio. Who Burnham saw her do some evil stuff. So it's not Burnham that's wrong here.
0: Is it wrong, though, that Burnham withheld information when Pike asked for it? They'd be like, I'll tell you later.
1: That's a good question, because I wondered the same thing. How do you explain this? When you come down to it and explain it, Section 31 knows that Giorgio is from the Evil Mirror Universe. Mm-hmm. And they're okay with that, because they're Section 31. We yeah, I- you, You can... <laughs> You can, I know, I know, (laughs) they don't care. They don't care Um, because she is right for them. She's the right fit for them. Uh, But yes, as far as the good Federation, having this wolf among the flock, mm, I don't know. I mean, how do you explain it? I, I don't blame Burnham because at this point, Burnham is not anything. She's not a captain. I don't even think she's first officer. I think she's science officer. Yeah. She's a bridge officer, so that's a, that's a big deal. But um, she has no power. There's nothing she's going to gain by explaining who and what this deadly woman is. And she's got other worries because in and among all of these issues, we have yet to even bring this up. They're still looking for Spock. Yeah, who? Who's the big Burnham's, deal? <laughs> Burnham's brother. And now uh, Pike is Spock's captain. So Giorgio's given them a whole lot of attitude because she's like, I'm not going to let you guys do this because you're clearly going to try to help him. And he's wanted for murder. That's a good question. So the five episodes in of season two, we have not seen
0: Spock yet. Was that was that a problem for you first time watching it? Or are you kind of like, that's cool, Mr. You're like, oh, come on, Spock, 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 Spock.
1: Hey. I, you know, it's it's weird being this age uh that i met is it which is which is so damn old i can almost eat at denny's for for free dude take Uh, me with you uh sure sure i'm with him i'm with him sure um this is my caretaker Um the uh the interesting thing about watching discovery for me has always been um i started two years in so I had a bunch of back episodes I could watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching the third episode, uh, third season on with you. So I had to really catch up, which I did. And then, uh, you know, you you invited me on to Commander's Log with you, and then we were doing the the third season on. So um, I got to binge a lot. I don't know how how I would have felt if I was going week to week, like you said. We were gonna find (laughs) Spock, like like you said we were gonna eat half an hour ago. I'm I don't I didn't have to be hangry for got it.
0: So for me, the time I got into Star Trek season one was already out. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize at the time, but I had finished like two weeks before <laughs> season two was out. So I got to watch season two with the Afterbus crew in time. And I remember being personally being like, Oh, this is a cool adventure. I know Spock is from the other show. Maybe it's a reference, like Supergirl, but my co-hosts yeah. who are long-term fans were just kind of like, Oh, come on, either do it or <laughs> don't fish or cut sheet or get off the pot. I, I didn't uh, know what yeah. you felt. How do you felt?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh. I understand that feeling, and I, I haven't been I haven't been young in a long time, so I don't quite Stop. remember that like give it to me, give it to me, come on, come on, I' need it now. um but yeah, I get it. I certainly get it. Here are you like
0: what forty five forty six come on, man
1: Here you go. Uh, in a month viral. in a month I will be fifty nine years old
0: forty five forty six <laughs> how old you play, John? Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I do play younger. that's true that's true
0: <laughs> uh, i have one more question about the section 31 thing uh yeah. i know it's kind of a kind of a this could go into a deep dive thing I don't, i'm not sure how deep you want to go but i was reading online on the reddit that says mm-hmm. uh quote with leland and eventually control are section 131 responsible for the borg and that can be interpreted both ways so what do you think Whoa.
1: Oh well I Leland mean Leland
0: was the captain of the ship for those of you who watched the episode. Leland captain of the ship. That's what it was.
1: It, we meet Leland in this episode, uh, for the first time. And mm-hmm. he is a um he's a very legit Federation officer. Where has he been all this time? Section 31. He also does like the most evil thing I can think of, which is he can clearly grow a head of hair, but he does the shaved head anyway.
0: Oh, that's scoundrel.
1: That yeah. is evil. Look at um you. Leland's really a a funny, interesting character in how not good he is. Yeah, wow, I agree. And and it tells you a lot about Section Thirty-One. And yes, he eventually does become possessed by an evil AI, and this evil AI is sort of trapped in the past. Yeah, I mean, if you if you closed the circle on that as a Star Trek showrunner and you said yes control is where the borg started it wouldn't confuse me it wouldn't be like oh i don't understand that um it might seem a little pat i always have a problem when you've got a whole universe out there and a lot of things are related to each other
0: so it could be like an imperfect uh, lineage, like Prometheus, I guess? Like Prometheus uh, alien?
1: It's Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It is Spoiler definitely alert. possible. <laughs> uh, because one of the things about the Borg is that the Borg uh, absorbs life forms into a machine life. And that seems very progressive AI for me. Hmm. It, um, like I, you know, I'm a big Stargate fan too, and they have an AI that just kills all human life. It detects nice. technology, then it finds the humans that made it, then it destroys them. And that makes sense too. Um, that's very Terminator, yeah. uh, jumping over to the Terminator universe that uh, the machines wipe out the living. But I also like the Matrix version of things, which would be closer to the Borg, which is they use humans as batteries.
0: The disrespect you have yet to mention Brainiac just breaks my heart. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I, I'll somehow carry on there. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Brainiac.
1: <laughs> I I do love me some Brainiac 5 from Legions of Super. Oh, Legions that's different uh
0: brainy if you're gonna watch uh super brainy because yeah. he's
1: um especially if you ever watched the legion of heroes cartoon that mm-hmm. character is really great in that i never got to know the character in uh supergirl i assume he's a good character who's around for a long time
0: uh, i don't know what the trope is but it's the the friend behind the computer
1: you yeah know? oh i got gotcha. you yeah. no, the- i'm sorry John, geez. oh god geez. no no there's always one of those Ooh. right uh, yeah. they got those on Flash. They got those on uh, Arrow. There's always the Uh yes, I found the warehouse. It's uh you know, one right, mile right. ahead of you.
0: That's the one. <laughs> uh because I think they had like uh Agent Win and then he went away and okay, sorry. Not the point of the show. Other the show is not Supergirl. Uh moving on to our A story this week is Tilly's alive, John. Tilly's alive. But she's in the mushroom world like Super Mario. Talk to me. What's going on with Tilly right now?
1: This makes perfect sense. They have been telling us for all this time that what's special about the USS Discovery is it can access a connected um a connected dimension. Speaking of other comic books and and other science fiction uh, franchises, this was always how Raven on Teen Titans was able to teleport. She doesn't actually teleport. She goes to this dark dimension that her father is from and then accesses our dimension from it. It looks like teleportation. That's exactly what the mycelial network is. You go into the mycelial network. Its space is different from ours. You can exit... uh, in different places and it looks like crazy teleportation but really yes. it was interdimensional travel
0: which is i always love from the interest when the two hands come together they kind of go kind of into yes their, their pretty sick. yes but we found tilly because they somehow sam use logic and math and science to find out oh she's an entire organic mass uh i know it's kind of moot because we just talked about your binging habits but you think tilly was dead and gone gone and this was a surprise it was kind of like oh i'm so i'm so glad they brought tilly back
1: not for a second. Not to, not for a second. I still don't believe that she's not on Discovery. I mean, granted, she, she what, what, she leave, uh, episode two? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, this season, uh, she left the ship. Uh, I scoured the internet for news about that and did find interviews that she did. Scoured. where Scoured? Oh, Howard, are you kidding? My girl, my girl, you're taking my girl away. I love my, my discovery redheads. Tilly is at the top of the list. Then Dittner, absolutely then <laughs> <laughs> Then get me. In the, uh, I think the president, is she a redhead? I can't really, I mean, she's a blonde, right?
0: I think so. I think so naturally,
1: I'm actually so. Uh, but yeah, I never thought Tilly was gone. No, that's good. That's good. They wouldn't uh, so- do that to me.
0: I have this in my notes. I go in hindsight, it's kind of a goofy story. This idea of being in this mycelial network—it and is actually mycelial. It seems very TOS. And a brother tease I have go on sexy stamens. I don't know why I put that there, but <laughs> but TOS is that is that is that an okay assessment? Or am I just being that guy who just who's a brat when it comes to old school Star Trek?
1: Um, you know, I I don't I don't know. I don't know if I think of this one as being so TOS, uh, especially uh, maybe, maybe because um, in TOS people die, but not really.
0: Right. (laughs) But not really.
1: I mean, over and over again. Oh, uh, you know, Spock killed Captain Kirk. No, he didn't. Uh, (laughs) Spock, Spock is dead. No, he ain't. I mean, over and over. So yeah, I mean, I see that there. The, the threat and the loss are very, very profound on this show. And more so than the ultra macho, the original series, Um, that's a more a discovery thing the how people mourn and how people carry their, their feelings.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I, I, so I think about that. it, it, uh, you know, right at the very beginning of the episode when, uh, When I'm going to try to not get emotional here, when Burnham is told you're not, you don't hear what Burnham is told. You just see her reaction. I know there's a lot of people out there who freaking hate Sonequa Martin Green's emotions. They hate how she is close to tears or crying. She, they hate how her voice quavers get over it, boys. People feel emotions. It happens. People watch TV to see emotions, True. Not everybody's a freaking sociopath. Um, so that slow-mo run of her trying to get to where Tilly was basically destroyed, where she was she was turned into that big, you know, goopy uh uh grave of mushroom. I mm-hmm. don't know what that thing is on the floor of the I guess that's engineering, very super viral. Engineering the lab. She she gets there, and and then there's the, like, oh, no, what are we going to tell her? And it's just, oh, it's heartrending. It is heart-tearing. So, yeah, I, I was there with the loss. I'm glad that they were telling us a story about the loss and that Stamets was so hurt by it because he's still mourning, we find out, when she says widower. She uses the word widower when she refers to him in her thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, Burnham, and um, that's the first time we find out that Culber and Stamets were married.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. man! I'm really you. Took so. notes. Okay, I did not take notes about that at all. i um, most
1: memoryalpha.com <laughs> took those notes. I, I just read them. <laughs> yeah, shout out for reading,
0: y'all. Uh, but 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 Tilly is inside the mycelial network, and it turns out that. The projection of May, which is just basically some sentient mycelial mushrooms. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. hey, man, I'm a human form because that's how you recognize me. But, you know, I'm, I was kidnapped you because you're a hero. You can help us out. Uh, I was on board with this. But again, it didn't seem very Super Mario Brothers, the movie. It, it, I was looking for does <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. I've been very, <laughs> you know, like, well, so, so walk me through this, man. It, it, it's kind of a weird thing to be in this. This alien land, very Star Trek, yeah. but this, this yeah. alien isn't at a location distance. It's like an interdimensional place, but it's a threat about this monster just destroying everything because they have the poison tree, which I don't quite understand, the poison tree, and it's just spreading it everywhere.
1: Yeah, um, and, and it has uh, caused all of these interactions that are killing the life forms in the mycelial uh, dimension. Uh, and she's like, I brought you here, Tilly, so you could kill this monster. Mm -hmm. Uh, at this point, I'm, I'm down with everything. I agree with everything at this point. It's a little shreddy for me near the end, but I'm totally ready. You know, I'm not quite with it when we get right down to the nitty gritty of, of plot a here. And, and I'll tell you why when it, when tell me why. Well, okay. Tell me why now, so, damn it. So, I mean, they're telling us that somehow Culber, okay, Dr. Culber, Doctor Culber, Hugh Culber, was killed. He was killed by um, Ash Tyler, who has uh, an evil Klingon in his mind, because deep down he is the evil Klingon Volk. Totally. He, he snaps the neck. Of Dr. Hugh Culber. And that's that. He's dead. Right. He's dead. He's dead, y'all. And then we find the monster that was in the mycelial network that has been causing May so much uh, uh, problem that she appears to Tilly and she finds a way to get Tilly to her so that Tilly will help her get rid of this monster. The monster turns out to be. Dr. Culber it's man in the, in, in the mycelial network. Okay. And we even find out, I'll give this away. We even find out that he's trapped there. He is of the mycelial network right now, made from mycelial network, um, you know, elements and, and, and material matter. Okay. But, but he only exists there which is all right in terms of, a, you know, you brought back somebody from the dead, but there's a limitation. Okay, sure. that's that's cool. I, I kind of get down with that. Um, but, I mean, he was dead by his neck being snapped. It wasn't like he flew into atoms and then was brought back together in the mycelial network. It's not right. like his spirit was captured in the mycelium. Right. I mean, it's not like any of that. Um, so it's it's not any sort of story that we've heard before. So it makes it really weird. I mean, I, I'll give them this. They do go to great lengths to explain how weird it is. Yeah. So that's good. A wizard did it. but But it is very wizard. It is very wizardy. It's so, so it- wizardy
0: to so the idea that the original body has perished because i assume if his neck was snapped they would have disposed of the body but the spirits trapped in the Mycelium network and they basically right. create another spirit inside right. the tomb does not work for you or that this too weird
1: it does in it does in the sense that they explain that this big mushroom globby thing that's on the floor that they thought either ate Tilly or destroyed Tilly or is what Tilly became. And they find Mm -hmm. out that's not true. What they find out is it's a transporter. Right. And it brings you down. So now, Flobo, here you are. You have to face one of the biggest questions in the history of Star Trek. And I don't know if you've ever been made to face this. Uh Uh-oh. You are on a Federation ship. You step onto the transporter. The transporter Whee! is now going to put you onto the planet below. Let's say Ryza 7. Oh, You're on a nice vacation. Me and Tarka. Okay. You get uh, transported. And then you're down on the planet. So is the body down on the planet your body? Or did they destroy your body? And then just recreate your body on the surface of the planet, and somehow your consciousness is attached to it.
0: Uh oh, yeah, like spirit versus matter, eh? Hmm. Well, I would like to assume anything besides discovery in the future, because they just hit it once and they <laughs> <laughs> um, they it like teleportation. I would assume that you are broken down into m- matter elements and when you are rearranged, there's a bit of familiarity between the synapses or the nerves or whatever. Because right. I know this now, in Star Trek the motion picture, when it doesn't, they felt that like, ah, I'm dead. <laughs> so, so I do think that you are a sum, the spirit is a sum of, of rearranging your molecules in this perk way. Now that being said, it will be yeah. interesting that we, we haven't seen more instances of personality changes if you transport too right. much or
1: you know right. like a lot or something it does happen in the original star trek there is a transporter accident it splits it's multiplicity it splits uh captain kirk into two and there's one that is way too thoughtful and timid and and then there's one that's just like an id I'm just like ugh, like all about, split. you know, violence and fast reactions and, and all one all the toughest. <laughs> 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 and, and essentially evil, not exactly evil, but essentially evil because, you know, when you split those two personality parts, again, this is this is something that's been a, done a million times in comic books and science fiction. So we're kind of past it as fans, but what they're telling us here is that Culber somehow his energy was w- traveled through the mycelial network and so his energy persona was reconstructed in the mycelial dimension as a foreign mm. body yeah and because that that sort of yeah that and he's very foreign to that atmosphere to the point where they think he's a monster because whenever they touch him they die Mm-hmm. and and his his presence is poison and destructive to them they compare it to cancer he is yeah. a cancer to the body that is the mycelial dimension and um and and by sending him to that big gloppy transporter pod that uh that may left on the discovery he's able to be born he's able to be reconstructed by the way Uh, I didn't ask to see his ass, but a good butt. (laughs) It was a good butt. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks
0: for joining us Uh, on Commander's Lock. Wilson Cruz
1: (laughs) keeping it tight well into his 40s. I mean, come on. You got to give it up. You got to give it up.
0: As some guy, he's still trying to work on the 10 pounds I gained during the holiday season. I respect that. Um, but it's not nearly as good. Uh, so w- before I get into the, the 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 other half of this, can yeah. I say that the half jump was one of the coolest things I've ever seen? <laughs> like the half jump in between the normal <laughs> network. I was like, oh, wow, it's like a movie. This is pretty it awesome.
1: It was, yeah. The special effects in this one are primo. I freaking love when um, the Section 31 ship was nearby the whole time. And they didn't know because it was disguised as uh, i I guess with a hologram was disguised as an asteroid. And then when we see that ship and they put their uh, tractor beams on, they try to pull the discovery out of this half dimension, you know, that they're in. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, take my money.
0: Yeah. That's that's another episode. I felt like a movie. Uh that adds a time ticking time bomb element, the the my seal thingies, the flakes, I guess. <laughs> so yes. the mushrooms were eating the hull, And so there's a race against time that it happened. And the movie kind of turns into aliens at that
1: point. Yeah. Dark yeah.
0: quarters, there's a monster, sh- giant rifles. The whole the whole cannon is like phasers all day. But now <laughs> there's rifles.
1: Shoot it. <laughs> like, wait, what? what? <laughs> <Standard> oh. <issue? laughs> when when Tilly was strapped. Like that entertained me on element on levels. I can't even tell you. Like first off, you know the big like she gets the big Sigourney Weaver gun. I actually have that in my notes. Hello, yeah. Tilly with the Sigourney Weaver space gun. Captain Tilly's here. And what's that line she had where she's like afraid? Oh, I don't know if I could find it. Um,
0: oh, I, have, I have a lot of good lines in this episode. Three, three, of my favorite quarter
1: weeks. Whatever you are, I'm holding a type three phaser rifle. It is more powerful and generally larger than the type one or type two, uh, which I guess is why they call it a three. (laughs) On brand. (laughs) I love Tilly so much yeah
0: well i guess to get into it now uh my quotes of the week are this uh when may explains that what's going on she goes oh that old trick and i thought it was pretty cool yes
1: <laughs> great <laughs> line great uh line.
0: captain uh captain punch in the black alert mr stamets are you ready to execute this very bold yet deeply insane plan of yours <laughs> which i say all the time i'm sorry but you're saying he, am i right
1: I'm telling and, you, Pike has some of the best lines.
0: Oh, and this last one's also from Pike. At the end, it's like, we have we have a complications. We won't
1: survive, complications, Commander. And I think that should be in a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, in, in the episode we were talking about last week, where they, um, they jump in, and they're trying to find the red angel. They're trying to find the signal. And um, Pike's like, uh, hey, where the hell's my red dot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what gives? So with the whole thing, I just love how he just cuts right through it. He just cuts right through it with the language that we all understand, uh, with an attitude that we all understand. I really think this is one of the best Captain Pike episodes ever.
0: I agree. I agree. Actually, again, in my notes, Dan Pike is swagged out. I'm making John pick all episodes from now on.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I'm a big Ash Tyler fan, and I was thrilled that he returns also as a member of section 31 also doesn't mm-hmm. trust Giorgio. Nobody does, um, you know, just so much great stuff happening in this episode.
0: I also like the fact that Commander Nan was eyeing Ash. Like you better not, you better eat that food. all nice. But not quite. I swear to God,
1: <laughs> dude, that moment where he gets onto the bridge. Ash is on the bridge as the section 31 guy looking very like emo. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's got the oh. beard, which uh, you know, Shazad Latif. I th- I think the guy looks amazing in a long beard. Oh, like, yeah, I agree. Again, this is me talking about how good looking the men on Star Trek are. I don't care. I'm too old. Uh, speaking of Wilson Cruz's
0: asses, your beard is fantastic. <laughs> I'll oh, let you know.
1: Oh, and this was the first time we saw Wilson Cruz with all that hair. Oh, that was so fake, bro. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Did he fall on a rug? What is this? <laughs> All that hair and bad teeth. That yeah. you're working really hard to make Wilson Cruz not look good.
0: I'm just like these. My sale networks gave you the worst look, bro. What are <laughs> they doing? With These stylists. It, what they gave
1: him a make under.
0: That's what I'm saying. What cosmetology school did these mushrooms go to? Okay, honey, that was not fashion. Am I right?
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm totally into um, how they how they brought back uh, Culber. The fact that they brought him back. Uh, How they brought him back, I'm still like, okay, I guess. But the fact that he's back, I couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah, it kind of puts another layer to the dangers of space because one everyone survives it's okay fine if people die there's that ripple effect but when someone comes back and they change it, it comes down to how to get people back into the fold which could be right for some good stories and we eventually got those stories so i think that's the boldest choice not to say that cash grab but to bring someone back with a different personality saying we're willing to start over with the same actor with their old memories is a nice little tip to the hat from the writers
1: Yes. I totally agree. It actually, uh, in this, I mean, they're just about to come back from hiatus. Um, but the last few episodes that we've been watching in season four of discovery, it, it really mattered that he died. He knows he died. He came back. He knows he came back. Lots of dead people didn't come back. Uh, so he's got survivor's guilt. It has, affected so many of the things that he's done and said and felt and he is he's not in a great place. He's he's not okay with it. And and that's great. I love that 2 years after or two seasons after he comes back it's still an issue. We haven't forgotten it.
0: What are you gonna say? Oh, listen, you came back, bro. Relax the burning sensations like you're in hell. Oh, what a drama queen! Are you kidding me? Yes, just get over it. I mean, come on. Have you tried going for a walk? Oh,
1: think of all the things that have happened in Star Trek. Uh, there was, um, God, one of the guys was it O'Brien on Deep Space Nine? Um, one of the guys breaks a law on a planet, and so they put him in prison in his mind. Oh. So now he has the memories of having gone to prison even though it took up no time at all. That's but he's even still worse. Bearing that. That's some dark crap right there.
0: Yeah, watch that episode. <laughs>
1: uh and uh there's a there's a lot of psychological things they go through. Um uh Patrick Stewart's uh so uh Captain Picard on Next Generation bumps into this um this uh, uh, buoy that's basically sending off a signal that tells the story of a civilization that's long gone. And what it does is it makes him think he was part of that civilization. So he lives a lifetime just being told this story. It's his story. He married, he had kids. He learned how to play the flute. This is how Picard learned how to play the recorder really (laughs) well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I bet you were always wondering. I did. I set up, (laughs) Uh, but uh, there have been, Oh, I mean, you know, uh, Picard was turned into a Borg there. There have been these storylines about people trying to bear the mental, the psychic uh, effects of all of these weird alien experiences. So yeah, this is another one of those in that way. It's very much canon. It's very much of Star Trek. So I'll give them that. Yeah. The writers are really clever there.
0: Yeah. Going through the ringer and keeping your rank. Rather right not, uh, as we uh hit the orbit of our class M planet Terra, uh, Captain John, is there anything on your notes that we haven't touched upon this episode you want to talk about?
1: Um, I do love that section 31 kind of gives you the James Bond again, I'm bringing up that name, but kind of the James Bond cutting edge technology. Because, how about that moment? Let's see if I could do it. How about that moment? Where Ash is on the bridge, and and he basically goes Section One Thirty, Section Thirty One, ship. Do you read me? He's got a com badge, and Captain oh. Pike actually says, "What the hell's that?" Oh yeah, it's like yeah. the first com badge. A hundred years before everyone's using them. You are the best at this
0: deep dive stuff, or Memory Alpha is. I haven't decided. Please, but please, a-
1: Memory Alpha does all the work. I just read it.
0: I'm actually reading um, the soon to be no longer latest James Bond book forever in the day uh, by Anthony Horowitz. It's a prequel to Casino Royale.
1: So Very Uh, cool. Yeah, buddy. I mean, that's what section 31 could be. I have no idea what they're going to do with it. (laughs) The truth is out there, Kirsten. Uh, I I have no idea what they're going to do with it, but the little uh, clues of this advanced technology and all of that is really cool. I'd love to see more of that.
0: And see, we will section 31 has been confirmed, is still just stating as uh due to a article we got from jo- Philip George this week. So on oh not Michelle Yao, yeah, not, not Philip Giorgio. She's not writing in character. Uh John, about time we get out of here, man. You know, we yeah, got man. some other star charts to watch. And before we get out of here, if anyone wants to con- connect with you online or just see what's going on with you, how to go about doing that.
1: Uh, you can find me on twitter at starbase 80 also the facebook page starbase 80 uh, i am very prominent there if you want to get in touch with me also weber internet thingy uh on uh youtube and uh we also have a page on the facebook so uh drop yeah. hey, by i'd love to talk to you if you ever want to talk
0: for sure, as that book I mentioned for every day is part of my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Flowbo We do something called Flobitos Book Club. That's what we do. We have just me, us, sit in a review, chat about books, among other content. If you haven't already, check it out. The link below, patreon.com slash But that's not for me. We'll be back here next week at a special time, 3 p.m. Pacific. Great. 6 p.m. Eastern, I think. Yeah, it's math. Yeah, whatever. Um, (laughs) 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 Until next time, Captain, live long and prosper. (laughs) L.L.A.